Shall we pray? Panginoon, salamat po for beautiful Sundays like this. When our hearts are just filled with so much grace. Knowing, Lord, that you have been with us all through our lives, even the last few days. And with all the challenges that many of us might have had to overcome and still have to face in the coming days. You are God that is seated on your throne. And so, Lord, we commit to you these moments. We commit to you these times. Come, Holy Spirit, impact us with the very word of God. Spoken now in power. In the mighty name of Jesus, everyone will say, Amen. Palapakan natin si Lord, mga kaibigan. I would like to welcome home our elder, Brother Mel Pagaragan. He is in the house today, Brother Mel and Sister Vanji. Thank you for visiting us today. And I hope we can spend time together. Brother Melpo has served the church as one of our elders many years back. And the Lord has since resettled him in the United States of America. Now, if you have your Bibles, please open your Bibles now to the book of Colossians. We are now on the fourth Sunday of our sermon series on the book of Colossians. Corinthians, Galatians, Philippians... Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. All right. For you to be uh, brought up to speed, just like to give this brief recount. Nung Sunday one po, when we launched this sermon series, Easter Sunday, ni launched Pastor Jonathan, we talked about bouncing forward. How in the power of God, we can always bounce forward. And I love that thought of Pastor Jonathan. It's just about bouncing back. Kasi sabi niya, pag bounce back, babalik ka lang sa dati. You bounce forward. And our key verse for that Sunday was in Colossians chapter 1. That says, in him, all things hold together. The following Sunday after that, I spoke about the keys to victorious living. And I talked about knowledge of the cross and always being in touch with the Holy Spirit and being in the forever presence of God. And our key verse for that Sunday is from Colossians chapter 2. That verse that encourages us, that exhorts us to never allow ourselves to be taken captive by the hollow philosophy and the deceptions of the empty deceits of this world. Last Sunday, Pastor Leo so beautifully exposited in us Colossians chapter 3, the imperatives of resurrected living or resurrected life. And he told us from the Word of God to set our minds on things above, but not only our minds, but also our, our hearts. Colossians chapter 3. I will be picking up where Pastor Leo left off last Sunday. So out of reverence for God's word, let us all rise. As you open now your Bibles to Colossians chapter 3, verse 14, and I will be preaching all the way to the very end of Colossians chapter 4. Colossians chapter 3, let's start with verse 14. Let's read this out loud together. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. 
Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom and as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. I have entitled this ending part of this series, Switch to Holy Living. May the Lord now add blessings to the reading and now the preaching of His Word. All God's children will say, Amen. Palapakan natin ang Panginoon and may may now be seated. With all the things that we have been taught, with all the things that we have learned from the rich counsel of the Lord in the book of Colossians, always the answer is, or always the question is, so what? Sa lahat ng ating tinanggap na information, sa lahat ng counsel na napaka-powerful to move our hearts, to deepen our knowledge of who Jesus is, Still, the question that begs an answer is, so what? We are now in the last leg of our last semester in our Evangelia University. And one of the books that I was tasked to do a, uh, a report on was the book of Brian Chappelle entitled Christ-Centered Preaching. I love one of the lines in the book that I just reviewed. Pastor Chappelle would say, in preaching, if you neglect the so what, oh, you will get the who cares. The people are tired of just hearing information and information. Information is powerful. Knowledge is powerful. But knowledge in itself, if not applied to real life situation, can just puff up the minds of the hearers and realize, ang dami mong alam, pero hindi mo naman alam kung paano gagawin. So, for as long as we endeavor as a church, as expositors of the Word of God, to answer the word or the question, so what now? Then hopefully we will not be the kind of people who will say, who cares if I know all of these things? Should we care? Yes. Why? Because we are living in distorted times. If the Word of God is going to have its potency in our everyday living, it has to be put together side by side at ibabanggamo sa katotohanan that we are living in distorted times. You know these pictures and these images very well. This happened more than a month ago when a group of gunmen just barged into the home of the governor of Negros Oriental, Dumaguete. And in broad daylight, with all the people watching, with all the security men surrounding the governor, they just executed Governor Digamo in broad daylight, cold-blooded murder. And until now, yes, they have arrested the gunmen, but they have not been pointed yet the mastermind. 
And in the course of the ongoing Senate hearings that my wife and I, including my mom, we have been glued to the television the last few weeks, it says that it has, it has unearthed so many unresolved killings. Na hindi lamang, tip of the iceberg lamang yung nangyari kay Governor Digamo. That even the NBI people were being harassed by the powers that be in that part of Western Visayas. That makes us ask the question, kung ang gobernador, kung ang mga senador, kung ang mga may kapangyarihan ay takot nang magsalita dahil kung papano at kung ano ang pwedeng mangyari sa kanila. Then we know and we know there's got to be a voice that needs to be heard. Not as an addition to the political editorials of the times, but a voice that will proclaim the truth of God so that in the fledgling morale of the Filipino people, we can still wake up filled with so much hope in the midst of these distorted times. Should we care? Of course, we should. We are living in a time of deviant world views. This picture is here, which show a man, his name is McLaughlin. He used to be part of the armed forces of the United States. As a matter of fact, he was part of the special forces of the U.S. Navy SEALs. Trained, muscular, strong. But about a year ago, he just declared that I am no longer a man, I am a woman. And because he declared and he feels that he is a woman, he now insists that he should be allowed to compete in the mixed martial arts against women martial artists. So in this match about two weeks ago, he fought with a woman mixed martial arts. And of course, he just beat the woman, choked her almost to death. Here's now a man feeling like a woman, and now he says, you cannot do anything about it because what matters now is my feelings, not my genes, deviant worldviews. In about the same time, two weeks ago, another man who for the last 10 years competed in the swimming and he could not win one medal because he could not compete with uh, Michael Phelps of the United States. And so about a year ago, he again declared, I am a woman. And he has been allowed to compete in swimming. And of course, he just won the gold medal in the NCAA of the United States. And the women are complaining, it's unfair. But of course, people who are activists upon this very deviant world, you should say, you cannot do anything about it. It's what I feel that matters most. Not what the doctors say, not what my genitalia would show. It's how I feel. If I feel like a woman, so be it. You're now looking ahead at Olympics games when men would be boxing out in basketball, women basketball players, women wrestlers, women whatever it is, and there's nothing much the world can seem to do about it. Should we care? Of course we should. We are now living in a time of destructive powers. If you have not been concerned kung ano mangyayari sa Pilipinas, 
pag sumiklab ang digmaan between America and Taiwan, and America is now having their EDCA bases here all over the Philippines, and the ambassador of China would say, you will be, Filipinos, you will be collateral damage. I'm telling you, your 150,000 OFWs in Taiwan will suffer if you will side with Taiwan in this part of power struggle. Should we care? Of course we should. In a world, in a fallen world with distorted times, in a world with deviant worldviews, in a time where destructive powers are all around us, we should care. And that's why the Word of God is here. And that's why we draw our courage, our strength, the reason why we should still fight for life and fight for the calling that is given us. Because it's far too easy na kung titignan mo ang lahat ng pangyayari sa mundong ito, that we can be so overwhelmed by the negativities of this world, all the destructions that are happening us around us, and it's far too easy for us to say, wala na palang mangyayari. Hintayin na lang natin ang pagbabalik ng Panginoon. Meanwhile, while we're waiting, let's not just do anything. You know what? God is coming. Christ is coming soon. Colossians chapter 3 verse 6 would say, On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. But when will it happen? It might happen today. Hallelujah, come Lord Jesus. Even as we speak, it can happen tonight. It can happen next week. But should the Lord tarry only on reasons that He alone knows? What if He comes in a hundred years? Meaning, we as Christians, we still have things to do. We have a role to play. Colossians is never silent in this. Because as we have exposed in the last three weeks, the context of Colossians was that the people there were being very much inundated by false teachings, cultural pressures. They were under the danger of being slaughtered by the enemies of the faith. Should they just give up and give in? Should they just throw in the white towel and say, Let's just drink, be merry, go with the flow, be one with the culture, and not antagonize everyone. They could have just fallen silent. But the book of Colossians have shown us or has shown us in the last three weeks that Christians have a definite calling, especially when times are tough. Our word today started from verse 16. Verse 14, but I'd like to start my exposition on verse 16 because I believe this is the central passage of our exposition. Colossians 3.16 would now say, Pakibasa, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. If you are now being bothered by all of these negative things, sorry my love, I'll just share a bit of your life story or uh, an event. About two nights ago, I woke up at about 6 o'clock. My wife was still awake at 6 o'clock in the morning. Sabi niya, my love, nagka-insomnia ako. Why? Sabi niya, because I chance upon all of these videos in Dumaguete and Negros at na-high blood daw siya buong gabi sa kakapanood, sa mga killings. And, and so it deprived her of precious sleep. Nakabawi na po siya, mga kapatid. Maganda na uli ang aking misis dahil nakatulog na ng uh, mahaba. But it could be the result when we are so preoccupied with all of these negativities and we do not allow the Word of God to dwell in us richly, then our minds will be beat 
beaten by all of these bad news. That's why the gospel is evangelion. It's the good news. Meaning it, has, it is giving us a choice. Whose report shall we believe? And the word of God today, in times when life does not make sense, in times when there is so much distortion and deviance, and there is just so much destruction, let the word of Christ dwell in you. That word dwell, I have highlighted it, I have made it color different because the word for us to dwell, we have got to understand it is from the Greek word enoikio, meaning to inhabit. Manahan tayo sa salita ng Diyos. To inhabit as in inhabiting a personal residence internally let the word of god be in our hearts and so this is the first challenge for all of us today so what what should we do now with all these things that are happening let the word of god dwell in you richly inhabit let the word of god inhabit your heart let the word of god soak your heart let the counsel of the lord be the one that determines your predispositions in life your attitudes in life your outlooks in life because if you will not allow the word of god to dwell in you richly youtube will take over your life social media will take over your life twitter and all its toxicity will take over your life Bayan mo po ang katabi mo, kapatid. Sabi mo, iwas-iwasan mo na ang Facebook, mga kapatid. Okay? Huwag masyado sa social media. Because all the negativities, all the bashers, all the negatrons are there. Agree? Yes? You cannot have the Facebook unless you face the book, ladies and gentlemen. Come on, give your best to the Lord, mga kaibigan. If you are not facing the book because all you are facing is Facebook all the time, then no wonder so many people are downtrodden. No wonder so many people are just so depressed and so beaten and defeated by the culture of this world. That's the first counsel of the Lord today. But then the Word of God would now go back to verse 14. Our reading today says, And above all these, what does it say? Put on love. Put on the agape of the Lord. Because love binds everything together in perfect harmony. And it's important po na hindi lang word ang meron tayo. Dapat merong love. Kaya kung iaking ilalagay po yan, parang ganun po yan. Let love encompass your life. Let love, the love of Christ, engulf, inundate, fill, flood your life. Because that's where the balance is. The balance of wholeness is not only head knowledge, but heart content. Kumpuro word, kumpuro knowledge, pero hindi mo nilagyan ng pag-ibig. You can end up, number one, resentful. You can end up hateful, vengeful. You can end up to be a vigilante. Sa lahat ng mga problema ng mundo, bilhin na tayo ng shotgun, pagbabarilin na natin lahat ng mga bad tip dyan sa daan. Ngayon pa lang, gumawa natin ng bunker para pag umatake ang mga, mga kalaban ng Estado, tayo ay makikipagpatayan at makikipagbarilan. Pwede ang utak mo nandun na sa pakikipag-away, pakikipagbuno, pakikipagpatayan. In the midst of Colossian heresy, when the Colossians were just being hated upon by the people, when they were being attacked and pressured, Paul would say, 
The Word of God is wonderful. Put it. Allow it to dwell in your heart. But above all this, put on love. Because if the love of Christ is not in you, all things will not come together. But in the love of God, everything comes together in perfect harmony. And what is the best expression of love? It's the cross. Because Jesus had every reason to just ask his father to send legions of angels to just decapitate all the Roman authorities. Agree? When Peter tried to resist the soldiers of Caiaphas when they were arresting Jesus, and Peter even struck one of the soldiers of the priest, and Jesus would say, Stop. Don't you know that if I will just say so, legions of angels will come and rescue me? But how shall then the scriptures be fulfilled? What held Jesus on that cross is his love for us. Kung hindi tayo minahal ng Panginoon, kung hindi tayo tiningnan ng Panginoon sa lahat ng kalikuan ng buhay natin, if He did not put on love, we will not be here. And so the mandate for all the Christians... Let the Word of God dwell in you richly, but above all this, say to your, to your neighbor, above all this, put on love. Now, let's continue. The Word of God today says, And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. So one pillar that holds things together is peace, shalom of the Lord. Because when you are looking at all these troubles, kahit nga lang sa problema lang sa pamilya, huwag na natin isipin si China at saka si Taiwan. Huwag na natin isipin ang mga digamo at ang mga teves ng negros. Sa sarili mo lang buhay, sa sarili mo lang tahanan, kung wala ang pag-ibig ng Diyos at wala ang salita ng Diyos, ang isang bagay na mawawala sa pamilya, kapayapaan. Because you will now consider your husband or your wife as your enemy. You will now consider your neighbors na palagi nagkakaraoke as your enemy. You will now consider your office mates as your nemesis. You will now consider your boss as the villain. But if you have the word and if the love, number one, the peace of God will rule in your heart. Everyone will say, Amen. Amen. And the word of God says, and be thankful. Only do it. In three verses, three times, the mandate is given. Be thankful, with thankfulness in your heart. 17b, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. When the ladies were here yesterday, Sister Chinky, you did a great job. They were here and they were dancing the whole afternoon away. The theology was... Or the theology is, when you are in trouble and you have the peace of the Lord, you can dance in the rain. And so Sister Chinky was here and I, I was asked to give a few words. And I remember that this word, be thankful, is from the Greek word, eucharistio. That's where our Catholic friends always make use of the word, eucharist. When they go to the Catholic Mass, they, they celebrate the eucharist. What is eucharistio? It's really about thanksgiving. That Christians, that only our Roman Catholic friends should be celebrating Eucharist. All of us should be filled with thanksgiving in all the things that you do. Why? Because we are thankful for God's grace. And so, not only would you have the peace of God, you will have the praises of the people towards God, mga kaibigan. Let the Word of God dwell in you. Meron kang kapayapaan, meron kang pagpupuri, meron kang pagpapasalamat sa lahat ng ginawa ng Panginoon sa buhay mo. If you will just look back at this past week, 
kung ano ang ginawa ng Diyos sa iyo. Ano ang ibinigay sa iyo ng Panginoon. I bet the whole remaining 1 hour and 15 minutes, no, 45 minutes na lang pala, will not be enough for us to give praise to the Lord. My mom is here. Let me just give you my testimony. My mom has been diagnosed with leukemia. And the doctors have been saying, my mom is a medical enigma because her, her blood levels were just in the very critical, critical figures. Imagine having a white blood cell level na dapat hanggang 10 lang. Ang mami ko is 120. Meaning her body is hyper-reacting to whatever it is that is in her blood. But we had her checked up last week. That blood level has been reduced to more than half, ladies and gentlemen. And her kulani are getting away. And my mom, you look at her now, she's very much strong. Now, I don't know what the doctors and the medical records will say, but I say, I have the peace of God and I have the praises to God because He's our ultimate healer. If the Word of God is upon you and the love of Christ dwells in you, no matter how deviant, how distorted, how destructive life can be, you can stand in the peace of the Lord. Amen? Come on, lahat na nagpapasalamat kay Lord. Magpasalamat. Magpuri. Sumamba. And the Word of God continues. And verse 16 now says, Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. You know that the word admonish is again from the root word notheo, notheteo, to exert very positive pressure. Ina admonish ka, pressure ka, but positively, you you put pressure on someone's reasoning and urge that person to choose God's best. You admonish people. Not so that lalo siyang lumubog doon sa depression ng kanyang, ng kanyang pagkatakot sa mundong to. But you admonish people, focus on what God is doing. Choose God's best. Kinakanta ng ating mga Levites kanina. Hell has lost another soul. Sabi ng ating mga singers kanina. Clean ka na ng Diablo. Kinordon ka na ng Diablo dahil sabi ni Satanas, akin na siya. But Jesus came and rescued you from hell. And because of that, we admonish people, choose God's best. He is seated on the throne. Give praise to the Lord, mga kaibigan. And because of that, you can live in purity. The life that marked, the kind of life that marked your existence of sinfulness, of filth, of always being morally compromising, the Lord has washed you clean from that. Not only do you have the, not only do you have the peace and the praises of God, you have the purity that comes from the cleansing of the Holy Spirit. And then the Word of God says, and whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul was saying this first, the Colossian hearers. Kayong mga pinepersecute, kayong mga inaaway, kayong pinepressure, kayong minumura, kayong tinatanggalan ng pagninegosyo. Gawin nyo pa rin yung lahat ng pwede nyo gawin, but this time, let there be a shift in the way you think. Let there be a switch in your priorities. Now do everything 
in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because all other things will fail. All other endeavors will fail. But what you do for Christ will give you a life of purpose. It will give you a reason to wake up day after day. Bakit ko ginagawa ang mga ginagawa ko? Napapagod ka na ba? Of course, nakakapagod mag-ministry. When I was ministering to the pastors last week, we were just huddled in our office there sa likod ng ating uh, building nito. And the Lord just allowed me to just talk about Colossians once again. And I was just led by the Holy Spirit to pray for the pastors. And my prayer went like this, Sabi ko, Lord, only you, only you can see the 16-hour work shifts that your pastors do. Even 18-hour work shifts, minsan ang tulog ng mga pastors, 6 hours na lang, 4 hours na lang. Why? Because there's just too much to do. So much to be reached. So much to be accomplished. But for as long, I said in my prayer, for as long as we, your pastors, know that we do this in the name of the Lord, then we know, Lord, even if we are not noticed by anyone, you are our greatest recompense. Amen? And maybe this is the word for everyone and anyone here. Businessmen that are here, you are tired. Why? Because somehow we have lost that sense of purpose of the things that we do. But nga ba natin ginagawa mga ginagawa natin? Is this just for religion? Is this just to please the pastor? Is this just to put a score in the scoreboard na merong aming nagawa? Put on love. Dwell in the word of the Lord. Let the peace, the praise, the purity, and the purposes of God be in you. And you know what, my friends? Yes, the fallen world will still be here. It will not go away. As a matter of fact, the word of God says, times will just get worse in the coming days. It's not going to get better. It's not going to get better when we have another presidential election in about four years from now. It's not going to get better when America votes another president in about a few months from now. The fallen world will just get worse. But our hope, our glory, Colossians would say, is Christ crucified. Because Christ has been crucified and the Word has now become flesh and dwelt amongst us. We have the purpose, we have the praise, we have the purity, we have the peace of the Lord. Then, my friends, we can now switch to holy living. While we are waiting for the coming of the Lord, we can switch to holy living. So here are now the practical suggestions of Colossians. Turn now to Colossians chapter 3. Because I have understood in my life that what is spiritual, what is spiritual is practical and what is practical is spiritual. With all this exposition about the shalom, about the purity, about the admonitions of the Lord, things that can really invigorate your intellectual life. But again, the bottom line is, so what? What do I do now? If you go to verse 18, and if you have my Bible just like mine, it says, rules for Christian household. Ganun ang kapangyarihan ng salita ng Diyos. After all of these theological pontifications, after all of these theological ramifications, it will just go down to a simple suggestion. The Word of God now says, Wives, submit to your husbands. Ang 
ang lalim ng exposition ni Paul, di ba? We are hidden in the Lord. We are now set your mind on things above. Ang dulo pala, oh, mga misis, magpasakop naman kayo sa mga mister ninyo. The practical is spiritual. Pero mga mister, mahalin nyo naman ang mga misis ninyo. All the wives will say, Amen. And then it says, do not be harsh with them. And now, children, obey your parents in everything. For these pleases the Lord. And all the parents will shout, Amen. Mas may hugot ang mga magulang, mga kapatid. But then the Lord, the Word of God even singles out the fathers. And then the Word of God says, Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Now I can preach an entire sermon on this or Brother Peter and Sister Christine can preach on this for one whole day about sanctifying the family. But that is really the point of this. If you would like to switch to holy living now that the theological indicatives have been laid down we are resurrected in Christ. We are hidden in Christ. Christ in us, the hope of glory. The practical thing is this. Sanctify the family. And maybe I'm speaking to many husbands and wives who are here. And maybe I'm speaking to some of the young people who are here. Because I have seen in the 23 years of pastoral ministry that the most bitter of roots that people can carry with them in their entire lives is always about either their relationship with their husband or their relationship with their wife, how they have been betrayed, how they have been hurt, how they have been broken, or children, how they have been misguided or neglected or abandoned by their parents. But parents, we also have our share of hurts of how our children somehow turn on us when they came of age, na parang nakalimutan ang lahat ng ating pagsasakripisyo natin sa kanila. See, lahat may hugot. Lahat may pinanggagalingan. The call of the Lord, if the Word of God will dwell in, us rich, dwell in us richly, is to sanctify the family. Because the Paul, the Apostle Paul must have been talking to the people of Colossae. With all of these pressures that you are facing, with all of these enemies of the faith that are surrounding you, if you would like to testify to the goodness of God, it begins with the most basic unit of society, and that is your family. If the, if the Greek men are very harsh with their wife, respective wives, if the Greek men would say, ang utos ng hari hindi mababali, yan ang gregong kaisipan. Not so with Christian household. You are sanctified in the Lord. You can be gentle. You can be more soft-spoken. Hindi kailangan dinadaan sa paluan ng mesa pag hindi ka pinapakinggan ng iyong mga minamahal. Hindi lahat dinadaan sa sabotage na wala kang allowance pag hindi mo sinunod ang mga bagay na ito. You sanctify the family because when there is unity amongst the husbands, the wives, and the children, and there's this, this mutuality of love and respect, God is glorified and our homes truly becomes a lighthouse that shines the beacon of light for people to really get to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Give praise to the Lord, mga kapatid. Today, we will, uh, we will pray for families before the service ends. Another more practical thing. After husbands and wives and children now 
The Apostle Paul switches to the slaves, modern day translations, employees, we who work for others. Slaves, obey in everything those who are your earthly masters, not by way of eye service as people pleasers, but with sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord. And here is a key verse that I've always brought with me in my marketplace ministry, Colossians 3.23. In whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. But then after addressing the slaves, the, the Apostle Paul, using the Word of God now, addresses the masters. Chapter 4, Nabutayo, verse 1. Masters, treat your slaves justly and fairly, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. Meaning, Paul was now changing the very fabric of the Greek society that he was living in at the time. At the time when slavery was very much condoned, even lawful ang pagkakaroon ng mga alipin, that the master would have the right over the life of the slaves. That the master can kill the slave without facing any legal repercussions. That was the reality of it. That the slaves did not have the right to vote, the right to voice out. Slaves are just another commodity in the household of the master. But then the Apostle Paul had the audacity to tell the slaves who became Christians, if you're Greek masters, if you're heathen masters, yung mga amo mong hindi nakakakilala kay Lord, kung makikilala nila ang Panginoon, ipakita mo nang yung pagtatrabaho ay para sa Panginoon at hindi para lamang sa tao. Because by then, your attitudes will be different. Your outlooks about life and work will be different. I'm talking to the employees that are in the house today. Because I believe 80%, even 90% of Lighthouse people are working people, business people. Even for our brethren in the online service. The way we look at our jobs will determine the attitude that we bring with us day after day. I remember a time when I was working in a place, in a company somewhere in Ortigas. I will not leave the, the I, will not, I will not name the company. But at the time as I was living here inside Ayala Alabang in the housing section of Ayala Alabang. And it was a great commute all the way to Ortigas. Ginagawa pa lang ang Slex, ginagawa pa lang Skyway, traffic, toll gate, parking fee. Yung sweldo ko na uubos na lamang sa lahat ng aking paggastos. But I had, I was so, I was so relieved to realize that one of my fellow vice presidents lived here in Pilar. Itago ko na lang sa pangalang Rolito. Si paring Rolito, taga Pilar. Sabi niya, Joe, carpool na lang tayo. Yes! 50% savings. Good idea. The next day, bumusina na sa harap ng bahay ko si paring Rolito. Tatat, 6 o'clock in the morning, my first day of 50% savings. I went into his car. Good morning, pare. Wala pang one second. Narealize ko, mali ang decision kong makipag-carpool kay paring Rolito. Why? Kasi nung magsabog si Satanas ng lahat ng negativismo, mukhang nasalo lahat ng aking kakarpool ang lahat ng negative attitude sa buhay. Pagpasok ko sa kanyang kotse, pare, good morning. Sabi sa akin, walang good sa morning neto, pare. All the way to Ortigas, one and a half hour commute from 6 o'clock to 7.30. Lahat ng jeep, lahat ng taxi, lahat ng motor, lahat ng kapa commuter, inaaway ng aking kakarpool mate. 
Nung una nilalabanan ko ba, huwag naman ganyan pare. Papasok tayo sa opisina, sabi niya, wala tayong pag-asa. Sila lang ang yumayaman, tayo patuloy na alipin. Nung makita namin yung building namin, Tektai Towers, sabi ni paring Rolito, makikita na naman natin ang ating boss na anak ni Lucifer. Yan ang tawag niya sa aming boss, anak ni Lucifer. Now imagine if you have, you have a work attitude like that. How will it affect the way you look at your office mates? For two weeks, I tried to counter him with my positive attitude. Hindi pare, we are blessed. Ah, walang blessing dito pare. Pauwi na kami sa bahay, akala ko naman matutuwa na, no? Kasi pauwi na. Alas 5, kakatok na siya. Pare, let's go. Sabi ko, maya, 30 minutes. Pare, ang trabaho dito, sapat lang sa sweldong binibigay sa atin. Walang overtime. Ika-carpool, sa kalangan na umuwi ng sabay. Akala ko matutuwa na siya. Lalong depressed pag pauwi. Makikita na naman natin ang mga walang kalatuloy-tuloy nating mga asawa. It's really an attitude problem. When people don't do things for the glory of God, everything else in life just are broken. Agree? Yes? In two weeks, I had to make a decision. Why? Nagpanik na rin po ako. Pagpasok ko sa opisina ko, I had this sheer panic dahil una kong tingin sa mga opisina ko, may mga sungay at may mga buntot na rin mga kapatid. Araw-araw ako sinasabihang papunta kaming impyerno. That's what happens when work is not sanctified, when we don't work for the Lord. If we would like to be spiritual about this, if we would like to switch to holy living, very practical things. Now that you belong to Christ, now that Christ is in you, now that you have been risen with Christ, work for the Lord, not just for men. Akbayan mo nga yung kaimpliyado mong katabi ka. Akbayan mo. Sabi mo, para sa iyo ang salita na yun, mga kapatid. Work for the Lord. Another one, mabilisan po to. Paul would now say, continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us that God may open to us a door for the word. Again, to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I am in prison. Verse 4, that I may make it clear which is how I ought to speak. Insist on prayers. If you would like to switch to holy living, prayers should be the everyday, moment-by-moment language of the Christian believer. I was so blessed about two weeks ago. Rose and I just walked into the CMF and we just joined the intercessory teams. And for two hours, we just sat there in silence, praying along with our intercessors. Pwede bang i-appreciate natin ang ating mga intercessors? Oh, the work that they do for the church, my friends. You will never believe it. The names of the people that they pray for, na isinusulat nila sa whiteboard, yung mga prayer requests na sinusulatan natin Sunday after Sunday, they read it out loud before the very presence of God. No wonder sinasagot ng Panginoon ang napakaraming prayer requests ninyo. Why? Because our intercessors, they insist on the privilege of prayers. How is it to pray? Hindi mo naman kontrolado kung mawawala o hindi yung sakit, kung magkakapera ko o hindi, kung magbabagong ng attitude yung pinagpipray mo o hindi. But you insist on prayers because you know if you don't pray for certain things, you leave that thing to chance. And you don't want to leave things to chance. 
you over it before God because you know only his sovereign hand and his sovereign power can do something about it even if it is impossible with men everything is possible to those that believe amen insist on prayers if you would like to switch on holy living another one conduct yourselves wisely towards outsiders make the best use of opportunities of the time let your speech always be gracious seasoned with salt so that you may know how you ought to answer each person another practical thing that you can do to switch to holy living train the tongue train that tongue kaya maraming nagbabackslide kaya maraming naistumble kasi ang galing mong magquote ng verse ang galing mong magmemorize pero ang sariling dila na kung saan namumutawi ang dalangin at papuri sa Diyos siya rin namang dila na nagmumura at nagrereklamo at nangbabash at naninira ng puri ng may puri if you would like people to know and see that truly you have the peace and the praise and the purity and the purposes of God, that the Word of God is now dwelling in you richly because you have the love of Jesus that puts all of these together in perfect harmony, train your tongue. Do not allow the evil one to make use of your power of utterance, the gift of gab, the gift of speech. Do not allow the evil one to use the tongue to break people's lives. And I'm not only talking about the verbal words, the written words. Paalala lang sa mga, mga keyboard warriors kung meron man dito sa lighthouse. That is not glorifying unto the Lord. Ang tapang-tapang pagdating sa keyboard, lahat lumalabas ang asim at lahat ng uh, acid sa kanyang kabuhayan, lumalabas sa kanyang mga comments. Pero pagkaharap mo naman, wala pang parang napakaamong tupa pagkaharap ng pastor. Train the tongue, train the power of words so that the outsiders will have a reason to believe that your faith is genuine. Another one, if you'd like to be practical about it, Paul now in chapter 4 started naming all of these names that here up he pronounced. Tychicus will tell you about my activities. Onesimus, our faithful and beloved brother. Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner. Mark, the cousin of Barnabas. Jesus is called Justus. They have been a comfort to me. Epaphras, who is one of you, greets you, always struggling on your behalf in his prayers. Luke, the beloved physician, greets you, as does Demas. If you'd like to be practical about this and relate this to the counsel of the Lord in Colossians, I'd say, carry the team. But you realize that you will not be able to do things in the kingdom of God pag ikaw ay nag-iisa. Walang nagtatagumpay na mag-isa. Walang taong kakayanin niya ang bigat ng mundo kung siya ay mag-isa. You carry the team. Pastor Georgia will not be able to do the things that I do if not for Pastor Jonathan, for Pastor Leo, for Pastor Rome, for Pastor June, for Pastor Ed for Ronda, for Pastor Sam Luciano, for Pastor Sam Sade, if not for the love of Pastor Albert Clavo, the guidance of Pastor Chuck Quinley, we are a team. 
And that's why in the church, in any church of that, nobody should be glorified except the name of Jesus. Not the pastor, not the elders, not the tither, not the big giver, only Jesus. Because all of us can only say, the team did its work because the team, the Tychicus, the Barnabas, the Lukes, the Marks, the Epaphras of the church, we all work together so that Jesus will be glorified. Amen? Give praise to the Lord, mga kaibigan. Carry the team. Hindi ka nag-iisa. Young people, hindi nyo kakayanin mag-iisa. Kailangan may ka-team. And lastly, here's where I end. Paul would say, And when this letter has been read among you, have it also read by the church or in the church of the Laodicean. And see also that you read the letter from Laodicea. Nagpapalitan kayo ng letters. And say to Archippus, See that you fulfill the ministry that you have received in the Lord. And Paul write this greeting with my own hand. Remember my chains. And that's the last word of Colossians chapter 4. Grace be with you. If you'd like to make a switch to holy living, Make sure that you have this home run for Jesus. Na yung binigay sa'yo, ibigay mo rin sa iba. Para yung binigay ko sa iba, makarating din naman sa'yo. Yan ang sinasabi ni Paul. Yung letter goes to Laodicea, basahin nyo rin. At ipabasa nyo yung binigay ko sa inyo. At itong gusto ko. Archippus. Gustong gusto ko si Archippus. May special message si Lord kay Archippus. Di ko alam kung sino si Archippus. But the special message, Archippus, see that you fulfill the ministry that you have received in the Lord. This is the word of the Lord to somebody here today. That you have started something in your life, but somehow, somewhere, you lost steam. You lost that momentum. You became discouraged. The word of the Lord is this. If you'd like to have a home run for Jesus, see that you fulfill the ministry that you have received. Not just from Pastor Chuck or Pastor Albert or Pastor Jojo. You have received that ministry from the Lord. Make sure that you have a home run. Tapusin ang sinimulan. Dahil si Lord din naman ang magbibigay sa'yo ng kalakasan. Natapusin kung ano ang sinimulan niya sa'yo. Amen? Come on, give praise to the Lord, mga kaibigan. Oh, I love this. And Paul would even say, Remember my chains. I am in prison. But even these chains are not enough to stop me from doing that which God has assigned me to do. Switch to holy living. The practical is spiritual. The spiritual is practical. Verses chapter 3, 18 to 21. Sanctify the family. Husbands, wives, children. Sanctify the family. Verses 22 to 4, chapter 4, verse 1. Work for the Lord, not just for men. Pray for, verses 2 to 4. Insist on prayers. Verses 5 to 6. Train your speech. Season it with salt. Train the tongue. What else? Verses 7 to 15. Tychicus, Epaphras, Aristarchus. Carry the team. They have part of this narrative. And lastly, have this home run for Jesus. Finish it. What God has assigned for you, finish it and finish it well. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone will say, Amen. Amen. Come on, give your praise to the Lord, mga kapatid. Oh, how I wish I have more time to preach this. But this time I'd like to call on not only the Levites, but I'd like to call on two of our young people to put this all together. To encapsulate everything that we have discussed for the last four Sundays now. Everything about Colossians. I'd like you to put your hands together for J.P. Gashas and my very own Rafa Baldo. Come on, let's, uh, let's cheer on our young people. About oh, last week, last Saturday, our young people were here, about 300 of them. Literal, yumuyug-yug ang bahay ng Panginoon. And these two young people delivered what I consider an opus. A masterpiece. Spoken from the heart, composed originally by them, and now given to the people of the Lord. Give it up for JP and Rafa. Namulat sa isang sitwasyong hindi alam kung saan nga ba patungo. Kalit, puot, inggit, ang laman ng aking puso. Pambabatikos ng mundo, ang palaging naririnig ng magkabilaang kontenga. Palpak, talunan, walang kwenta. Mga katagang palagi kong natatanggap sa aking kaibigan at pamilya, tanging pag-iyak na lamang ang aking nagiging tugon. Walang sariling pagkakilanlan, kaya walang sapat na direksyon, hindi alam kung paano susulong at uusbong. Dahil nakakulong sa isang patibong, sa isang pasilyong puno ng patibong na bubuhay, na hindi alam ang sapat na dahilan, kaya namumuhay sa maling paraan. Walang ibang inatupag, kundi ang pita ng laman sumasabay lang sa agos ng mundo dahil ipaparanas na siyo ang mga bagay na akala mo totoo, kabisado niya. Ang mga ayaw mo at gusto. Kaya ng mga sandaling yun, ang simpleng nila lang ay nakakulong sa kasalanan ng rehas. Naghahanap ng susi sa nakakandadong posas, gusto ko ng tuldukan. Lahat ng nalalabi kong oras, dahil yun ang alam kong paraan para makatakas. Isang kawal, sa gitna ng kawalan, tumatakbo ang kamay ng orasan pero nabubuhay na walang sapat na pagkakilanlan hanggang kailan. Hanggang saan hahanapin ng ako sa mapagdarong mundo? Who exactly am I? Muscle, flesh, and blood, but only to the surface. 60% water, but nothing else shows it. Am I anything more than a face and a body? Beating and breathing, but cold to the bone, imprinted in me a vessel I do not own. So if I am not the master of my own fate, then where does my carcass lay? At the end of the day, when all's dust is dust and the bridges are burned and every wrong thing I've said can never be unheard, where does the story go? With my shriveled self, withering to the touch and fighting my demons till sunrise, when that doesn't do much, what then? 
is the end if I can't fight to see it. The end when all I do is revel in sin since it provides comfort, but only on the days nothing said and finding solace in lover after lover, but only until I'm at my wits end and maybe then I'll find joy, happiness, euphoria, peace, finding strength in others when they themselves are weak. So if I was never me from the start, then who exactly am I other than a body, a memory in the name whose legacy is nothing but shame after shame, disguised intricately under several layers of perfectly crafted masks and ask the question, what becomes of me when I've got nothing left to lose? With my soul bruised and pale and nothing other than this frail spirit to carry me forward towards what seems to be my despicable demise and the foundation that holds me is built up on lie after lie. Kaya na mga sandaling yun, natutong magalit at magigante. Dahil sinasabi ng mundo na wala akong silbi, halos walang bagay na kayang may pagmalaki dahil lahat ng pangarap ko sa buhay ay tuluyang napundi. Hanggang kailan makikipaglaruan sa gantong klaseng suliranin, mga tanong sa sariling hindi ko na kayang sagutin, kailan niya nga ba lahat ng panalangin ko daing? Hanggang isang araw, nangusap siya sa gitna ng dilim. And from that darkness, and the voice that spoke amidst it, and the words he spoke, that ever so carefully whisked, this nothingness of a shell, from what seems like the barrenness of hell, tells my lacking self that I am but a vessel made ever so perfectly and in his image crafted from the finite specks of carbon and oxygen, and his limits stay boundless of that which I could never fathom. No matter the endless waves of trials that break and bash on my brittle bones, and no matter the awful end for this life that the devil had written in stone, it doesn't matter when my God, my God is a God that moves mountains. Worlds. Universes. universes. Whatever evil Satan had planned don't mean nothing when God spoke the verses. Before I formed you in the womb, I, I knew, knew you. you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Unworthy and unfit, but such a story so seamlessly knit together, much like Abraham, though a liar and a fake, God still deemed to be the father of the covenantal faith, or Jacob deceived his father as his brother Esau, but God, he saw more. He could tell beyond what everyone thought they knew well and called him by the name Israel. It's the same narrative for you and me. We are undefined by our past mediocrities, but in God, who you Unites us in Christ, we find our identity. Na mga sandaling yun, naunawaan kong nililil lang lang pala tayo ng isang ilusyon, kaya lumalakad sa maling direksyon. Hindi pala tayo nabubuhay para maging alipin ng mundo. Nabubuhay ka dahil may Kristong nagmahal at nagbuwis ng buhay para sa'yo, hindi pala sa kutis ng balat. Sa hulma ng iyong buhok, sa estado ng iyong buhay, sa kasalanang iyong nagawa o sa kulturang iyong kinabibilangan kung ano. Ang iyong pagkakilanlan tayo ay mga alagad ni Kristo Jesus. Siya ang lumalang sa atin at tayo ay kanyang bayan. Ang tupa ng kanyang pastulan kaya hindi ka palpak. Hindi ka talunan dahil tinapos nila ang laban dalawang libong taon na ang nakaraan. 
tayo ay mga disipulo ni Kristo. Bitbit ang pag-asa, pananampalataya, at higit sa lahat ng pag-ibig, nahuhulma sa pagkakaisa ng lahat ng nilalang. Hindi bukas ang tamang oras para simulan. Ngayon, ang pinakaakmang panahon para magkaisa. And together, united by the will of God and the many blessings that we fall under and the many more miracles that could never leave us to wonder of His greatness and His splendor. Bound together not by skin, but by the word and the blood He shed on the cross, running after His will and command to chase all those who are lost, no longer chasing after my own desires, but the will that God orchestrated and carefully composed, molding me to the person I was always destined to becoming, to fit the great story of His second coming. Kaya handa nang makaisa. Para sa milyong-milyong kaluluwang kailangan isalba. Walang puwang ang takot para ibalita. Ang magandang balita niyang dala ito. Ang tamang panahon para magpalakas sa pamamagitan ng papurit pagkanta, mga kabataan. Magulang, sa lahat ng bumubuo ng simbahan, tayo ay uusad, susulong, at magkakaisa sa iisang prinsipyong pinaglalaban na maging impact para sa kaligtasan ng sanlibutan. We are called by Christ our Master to become channels of His love to others and this is the perennial challenge of all Christians of all ages, culture, and time to live by faith in God's transforming grace so that we may love one another with the love which reflects His love for us. This is our story. Our identity. You and me are united in Christ to ignite the flaming light called to action by the blood of Jesus Christ. No longer a slave to sin. No longer a slave to fright. With, With God, God as, as our fortitude, we no longer need to hide, but to go out preaching of impact for the saving of many lives. That's all right. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. And that is that is the word of God. Jesus is preeminent. And in Jesus all things hold together. Lord, you have given your word to your people. You have allowed us, Holy Spirit, to hear the counsel of God, to just revel in the love of Christ. We have nourished our souls, O Holy Spirit, for the last four Sundays. You have spoken and you have spoken so mightily. We will now store your word in our hearts. And by your protection and by your unction, the devil can never take away and steal the seeds of faith. And soon, having found fertile grounds in the heart of the hearers, this will grow and blossom and bear fruit. And you promise, Lord, that that fruit shall remain. We commit to you, Lord, the prayers that have been lifted. 
and all the families that are represented here. Thank you, Lord, for loving Lighthouse. To you alone, be all praises and glory and honor. You alone deserve all of these, O oh Lord. Lift up your hands now, church, and may the Lord bless you, and may the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you, and may the Lord be gracious unto you. Yes, may the Lord lift his countenance towards all of us. May the Lord grant us his peace as we stand in Jesus in whom all things hold together. In his most powerful name, we pray. All God's children will say, Amen. I will see you next Sunday. I will start a brand new series on the book of 1 Timothy. See you next Sunday, ladies and gentlemen.